So I've been doing this podcast for like over a year now, and I finally figured out how we're going to save the Republic. We need to move up these damn primaries. <laughs> they should be tomorrow. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me. By the way, a uh, little, little programming note for the podcast. I'm going to try now. Monday is Memorial Day. This is our pre-Memorial Day podcast. It's the Friday before the long weekend, and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to really try to do a podcast on Memorial Day because um, I feel like it's important as a content creator, which is what I am. I feel like it's my job to create content because, you know, I'm also a content consumer and I know I know what it's like when you want to hear something or you want to play an episode of something and there aren't any more, you know, or a TV this. Oh, this Sunday. Forget about it. Succession, the final, the series finale of Succession. And then I think to myself, well, what the hell am I supposed to watch after that until a new show? You know, we're always craving new content. I'll listen to podcasts. I listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast. And when I've listened to all of them, I go, oh, my God, what am I going to listen to now? And then I listen to my own podcast and it's actually pretty good. Anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm going to do my best because I feel like there are lulls. Nobody creates content on these major holidays. Very few people do it on the weekend. And there's also people out there who on the weekend, that's when they're most bored. That's when they most have time. To maybe, you know, that's when you're road tripping and you're maybe you're on a three hour road trip, but you only have two hours worth of stuff to listen to. Maybe, you know, this will help me uh, help you. I can do my part to give you more content by by doing a, a podcast on Memorial Day. And so that's my plan. Now, plans do change. <laughs> you know, my kids may, I don't know, wake up with a nightmare. I may drink too much bourbon and wake up with a headache. My wife may be you have other plans that I don't know about, like, oh, no, you're not recording any podcasts. You do enough of that crap during the week. Today's our day. I don't, but my, like I said, my goal is to, uh, on Memorial Day, here's what I had planned. Ready? Barbecue in the afternoon, clean the pool, and do a podcast. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Here's the thing. I have a, I got one of those pool robots. I got a, uh, a wireless or, yeah, I guess wireless pool robot that I haven't ever used yet. I'll charge it up. I'm going to drop it in the pool. And it's great. You just drop, you turn it on, you drop it in, it goes back and forth for like two hours, cleans the entire pool. What I'll do is I'll wake up in the morning. I'll start the pool robot. I'll drop it in and then I'll go record my podcast. And, uh, that's my plan. All right. That's my plan as of now, tentatively. So look for a new podcast. Mark K saves the Republic on Memorial day back to now back to today. These primaries, I'll be honest with you after watching the Ron DeSantis debacle on Wednesday and after hearing everything that happened yesterday and and now with the candidates really going after each other and attacking each other, I feel like the primaries need to be moved up because bear with me here. The primaries last basically from, well, the first moment two people enter the race. OK, Donald Trump entered the race last October or November. And then I think Nikki Haley followed up in January or was it February or March? So we've really had from last November to now we've been running. These primaries, we've got presidential candidates who are out there vying for the nomination for the Republican Party. And now we have Ron DeSantis and we're adding more. And it's going to keep going until the actual primaries begin. And the actual primaries begin on Monday, January 8th in Iowa. The Iowa caucus is tentatively scheduled for January the 8th. And that's a long time from now. It's way longer than the actual election. I mean, think about this. It, let's say Wednesday, let's say Ron DeSantis jumping into the ring. Really? That really kind of solidified. Let's call that the first, the beginning of hell. We'll just go with June 1st. Cause it'll be easy. June 1st, June 1st, everybody's in the race that matters. One of these people that's in the race is going to be the nominee. 
And now the primary really begins. You've got June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That's eight months of battling and scratching and clawing and insulting and tearing each other apart and attacking everybody's records. Eight months before just the first primary. And let's not forget that the primaries go all the way through January, February, March, all the way into April with some of the later primaries, May, even June. I mean, you, you know, you've got South Dakota, New Mexico, New Jersey, Montana. They're all June 4th. So then you tack on another six months that these primaries are actually be going on. And sure, people will be dropping in and out, but it is just way too long a process. Now, the convention, the Republican convention is, I believe, late July, early August in uh, Milwaukee. And now you got to look at that and go, wait a minute. The convention is in July and August. That's when we officially crown our candidate. So now the general election is, let's see, August, September, October, November, four months, four months. So we have a year and a half, 18 solid months of our own Republicans attacking and biting and scratching and clawing and trying to illegitimize each other. But then we only have four months to do the same thing to the Democrat. And that's why I think it's a problem. I think all the primaries should be tomorrow. And I think we should pick our candidate way sooner and let Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or or Nikki Haley or whomever it's going to be. Let them spend 18 months not attacking a fellow Republican, but instead attacking another Democrat. Let's not have all these Republicans vying for the rich donors and getting all the different millions of dollars for their campaign funds and their war chests. Let's solidify who gets the nomination and give them all the money. Give them all the money and all the time, and that way they can just slowly whittle away at Joe Biden and the Democrats and their terrible, horrible ideas for the United States of America and really just put a big, huge crack in their support. Now, that's not going to happen, but that's one of the reasons why I think that because I hear people complaining about Ron DeSantis. In fact, Ron DeSantis, I read this article. Uh, I read this article about Ron DeSantis's um, botched, you know, his his big botched Twitter campaign which a lot of people are still slamming and they're saying this is ridiculous and it was you know I, I i don't have faith now in ron DeSantis as a candidate uh which you know i mean look the way you handle your campaign really does say a lot about how you're going to handle the country in fact in new hampshire speaking of primaries one um there was a a republican lawmaker in new hampshire who here it is right here i have it from the the new york post she switched her endorsement after ron DeSantis's twitter campaign and i'll i'll be honest with you I was mistaken because yesterday, I think on this very podcast, I said, it doesn't really matter how your campaign starts. It matters how it ends. Well, that may be wrong <laughs> because this New Hampshire lawmaker, the state representative was supporting Ron DeSantis, pledged her support for Ron DeSantis. But after his campaign launch, she flipped. She goes, that was horrible. I'm, I'm now supporting Donald Trump. Listen to this. Uh, New Hampshire state representative switched her allegiances to former President Trump on Thursday after being less than impressed with Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his glitch-filled campaign launch announcement. State Representative Sandra Panic, whom the pro-DeSantis Never Back Down Super PAC included in a list of more than 50 Granite State lawmakers backing the Florida governor for president earlier this month, argued Thursday that the stakes in 2024 are too high to back a candidate that can't smoothly get their campaign off the ground. After being less than impressed with Ron DeSantis's official announcement last night, I am hereby switching my endorsement to President Donald J. Trump. 
panic said in a statement blasted out by the Trump campaign. We can't expect someone to run the country if they can't properly run their own campaign launch. The stakes are simply too great in 2024 to take a chance on someone as unreliable as DeSantis. We need a proven winner like President Trump to take back the White House and make America great again. Now, typically what happens is you launch your campaign and you do it in a way that has style and substance and information and a great agenda. And people are like excited to jump on board and jump on the bandwagon. This is the first time I've ever seen an instance where somebody launched a campaign and one of their supporters was like, whoa, that's all you got. All right, next, moving on. Um, so, and again, so, but here's my theory. I like the idea that we attack now. I like the idea that we try to push people out quickly. I know a lot of people thought, and I think Donald Trump was trying to do this. Donald Trump was trying to go hard at Ron DeSantis, push those poll numbers, get himself so, so big a lead that Ron DeSantis would tuck tail and run. Now that didn't happen. Ron DeSantis is in. But I think the sooner... We can we can terminate the political aspirations and careers of all of these other candidates, the better it will be for the Republican Party, the quicker we can solidify behind one candidate and the better it'll be now moving forward uh, for the country, because that's what we need. A strong, proven conservative who can win an election in 2024 and then right the, the wrongs that the Democrats and Joe Biden have been doing to us for the last two and a half years. I feel like. Instead of dragging this out, let's go hard now. We should have the debates now. Everybody out there, sling your crap at each other, really demoralize each other, get everybody, uh, get, you know, get the rest of these clowns out of the race and let's see who's left standing. That way we're going to have a year and a half to bolster one person instead of only four months to show why this guy who eight other Dem Republicans were saying was a horrible guy for so long or girl, I guess, of Nikki Haley wins is now the best chance to win. And I think that that's a detriment to all of us, um, especially. And now here's the other thing, too. It, 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 these things are different than they used to be. And, and the Democrats always they always hate Republicans more than they do each other. And that's something that I talk about all the time. I talked about it in the the Patriot Man Manifesto. We discussed it at length in our 2023 Republican Revolution uh, resolutions. But the, the, the thing about the Republicans and the Democrats is the Democrats hate each other privately and support each other publicly. And the Republicans support each other privately, but hate each other publicly. And it's the worst thing you could buy. It's so stupid. I don't understand. It's the worst thing in the world. You have to, you have to support each other in public. And, and that's not going to happen. Now, Donald Trump is, an, is of course, the outlier. He, I don't know if he doesn't win the, the nomination. He, of course, will not support anybody who does. Um, it's a different tack to take. But if Donald Trump wins, it's imperative that everybody else rally behind him. We know that's not going to happen. We've seen it not happen in the past. We've seen the Mitt Romneys and the Liz Cheneys. We've seen the infighting in the Republican Party. You know, the, uh, the strength in numbers only works when all your numbers um, are strong. And, and you know, what, what, we do, what we want to avoid is the kind of scenario where you have Donald Trump running against the Democrats and the Never Trumpers. That's what we want to avoid. We want the, the, the full weight and force of the Republican Party behind the candidate of choice. And if it's Ron DeSantis, great. Look, I'll be honest with you. I would have thrown my support against any Republican who won the nomination in 2016 because any Republican in 2016 would have been better than the alternative, which was Hillary, which was Hillary Clinton. I mean, there's 
I, I would have probably cast a vote for Beelzebub himself over Hillary Clinton had he been running as a Republican in that race. In 2020, you know, it was Donald Trump was the incumbent. But now I'm looking at these candidates and any one of them, any one of them is a better president than Joe Biden. And Republicans need to come to that kind of awareness that Ron DeSantis would be a much better president than Joe Biden. I mean, just remarkably better. He'd be the polar opposite of Joe Biden. Hell, uh, Tim Scott would be an incredible president when you compare him to Joe Biden. I know he's kind of young, on the younger side, so is DeSantis. I know that he's, you know, uh, not married, which people don't like. He doesn't have kids. I think they think that's weird. I don't care. Tim Scott would be a way better president than Joe Biden. And Republicans seem to come to that realization. Hell, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't know if you've ever heard this guy talk. I know a lot of people think he's linked to um, elites and Soros and whatnot. I, I don't know any of that. But I will say this. The way the guy talks, the way the guy believes, the way the guy thinks, the way he, the, he puts himself out there, the fact that he is another successful entrepreneur leads me to believe that Vivek Ramaswamy would be a much better choice for president than Joe Biden. And, of course, the, uh, the king of the hill at the moment, Donald Trump. We know Donald Trump would be a much better president than Joe Biden because Donald Trump was president and he was much better than Joe Biden and a lot of other presidents. So if he's put back in that position or if he's put in a position to be put back in that position, the Republicans need to realize that Joe Biden is not a viable alternative, you know, and it and it sucks that you've got all these like the Bushes who voted openly campaigned for Joe Biden, openly campaigned for Joe Biden. You want to talk about turncoats. You want to talk about backstabbers. Any so-called Republican out there registered by the party, especially one that served in the highest office of the land, if any of those clowns formally come out for Joe Biden over Donald Trump, that is, I mean, that is, that is, I don't even a traitorous heresy. I don't know what you would call it, but it is, it is probably the worst. There's got to be a level in hell for people like that because those people show uh, a lack of loyalty like you wouldn't believe. Um, anyway, so my my formula to save America is make the primary season all right a week long. Once every you get, let's say here's here's my plan. June first, everybody gets into the race. Who wants to get into the race? You have two weeks to campaign. That gives you enough time to go to all the early primary spaces. You can all do a CNN town hall. You can all do that kind of stuff. And then there's a vote every state same day, winner take all. And then that person. Everybody gets behind all the money goes to that person and we just pummel Joe Biden and the Democrats so we can get our country back. It's never going to happen. Uh, but but, you know, it'd be great if it did now because we're going into this long, drawn out primary and because we already have a lot of mudslinging and attack ads and because we have Donald Trump tearing down Ron DeSantis and and vice versa. And then you're going to have Chris Christie in there, I'm sure, jumping in to, to throw bombs at Donald Trump's way some more and probably even to Ron DeSantis's way some more. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to get it's going to get ugly. And what you need to do, what I need to do, what everyone else needs to do is realize that this is all part of the show. This is a bunch of alpha males and females who are trying to dominate a room. Only one person will. And and once that once that person dominates, everything else needs to be forgotten. You need to have a very short memory in the world of of politics, uh, especially presidential politics. Anyway, uh, speaking of short memories, the Elon Musk Twitter, uh, the Elon Musk Twitter debacle for the Donald for the Ron DeSantis rather um, uh, announcement 
which which Representative Sandra Panic in New Hampshire thought was so bad she switched her endorsement from Ron DeSantis to Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I want you to think about this in comparison to something else that happened recently, which was the CNN town hall. Do you remember Donald Trump said he was going to go do a CNN town hall, which was historic. It was the first time he'd done it. It was an incredible it was an incredible risk for him and for CNN and everyone else. And who came out in I mean, who came out the winner? Donald Trump. He came out with I mean, I mean just everybody was praising his performance. Everyone was talking about how incredible he was. The Democrats hated that CNN gave him that form. And they were trying to destroy CNN for putting a fascist leader uh, up on stage for an hour and letting him dominate. Oh, yes. And of course, having that New Hampshire audience applauding every word he said and, uh, and approving of all of the things that they thought were racist and misogynistic and and, you know, whatnot. And then you, you transform that to Twitter, where Ron DeSantis thought he was going to be encountering a a conservative friendly audience. But the technical glitches, the technical issues, the lack of the lack of pomp and circumstance and visual excitement, um, you know, everybody he came out uh, looking, you know, the polar opposite as Trump did after that CNN town hall. So sometimes traditional is better. And sometimes maybe you save the new stuff for later on in the campaign. All right, that's it. Like I said, Memorial Day, I'm going to do my best. So be listening. Be sure to like and share and comment and follow and uh, and do everything you can. Have a great weekend. If you don't listen, that's fine. I, you know, you want to maybe take some time off, too. Uh, but if you do have a great weekend and 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 stay vigilant and stay out there. And remember, it's it's always darkest before the dawn. But after dawn, uh, we're going to win this thing. You, me, everybody. We, we are all going to save the republic.